1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of a huge night of European action Ryan Kent looks set to be available for Rangers game with Bronby Stephen Gerrard sets his sights on all three points Ange Postacoglu is happy with his options to replace Carl Starfeld He's backing Jackie Macus to bounce back from his penalty disappointment And Hibs chief executive says they did everything they could to avoid the Covid outbreak at the club I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight We've got Marvin Bartley And Andy Halliday Lots going on Over the weekend Andy We'll get to your part In the weekend A bit later on But looking <laughs> forward uh, Some exciting games Coming up Yeah delighted I was looking forward To the show uh, show tonight With European football Back but COP26 Has fully dimmed My mood again Gordon I'm not happy one bit Seriously I'm not happy one that, bit And I want 15 minutes To get to the studio tonight Honestly Outrageous But European football's back for the Scottish teams and it's one we're looking forward to obviously both teams coming off their, their first one in the European group and the way the groups are setting up you've got to feel like Rangers a massive game but Celtic feels like a must win tomorrow night in Ferenc Varos Imagine turning on your radio and hearing Andy Haldy talking about climate change you'd just be thinking <laughs> where, where am I? What, what, what's happened here? What's going wrong, on? Wrong show um, I don't know if we know much more about football either Marvin for what it's worth but um, big Exciting weekend We'll get to your part In the weekend <laughs> later as well uh, And lots to look forward to In the coming days Yeah as, as Andy was saying there You know Massive massive games coming up um, European nights are always special um, I think everyone in Scotland Supports the Scottish teams You know You forget about Kind of your domestic team And you know I want both teams to do well And, and obviously win tomorrow And then qualify from their groups Right come on then 01419511025 If you've got a question for And by the way He's, he's He's looking the part He's even turned up In his heart's track suit This <laughs> evening as well That's how late he was um, And he, even he, Even at that He was earlier than Marvin um, <laughs> He's still got the Levy defender Strung out across Celtic 6 yard box So if you've got thoughts For either of them uh, Please do get them in Looking ahead to Tomorrow You decide really What the talking points are I would imagine though Rangers fans I mean does Fashion Sakala Automatically keep his place In the team Does that go without saying Coming off a hat trick Does he play um, tomorrow Celtic fans know Carl Starfield How would you replace him uh, And anything else Pick up that phone And let us know What is on your mind um, Right I'm, I'm always a glass half full Type of guy So we'll start with the The, the pundit that had The good weekend uh, Marvin Bartley we, we need to get the guy back on Friday yeah. night You were in here Someone phoned and said Marvin don't sit in Come and have a go And you ignored them And it worked Yeah I know He was giving me the tactics Wasn't he I <laughs> said to him I was going to go With five strikers Or the gaffer would but no, we ignored him. You know, obviously we had a game plan to go there. We knew it was going to be difficult. Um, I was expecting more than fifteen percent possession, but at the end of the day, we wanted a clean sheet, and that's what we got. So, you know, hopefully he calls back in today, and, and we can speak a bit more about the tactics. So I don't think he'd be too happy though. Now I must admit to you, the other one who did not have such a good weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted, with every fibre of my being, to be able to s- slaughter you and tell you it was a horrendous tackle and that you deserve to walk. And I just don't think I can do it. I just, I, just, I do. Agree, and it's harsh. I, I, Marvin, you can have you can have the, the decisive <laughs> vote. Yeah, I spoke to Andy off there, and I, I I thought it was harsh, but again, the game's changing, isn't it? So that's why I'm glad I'm out of it. This now. guy would get sent off 15 yeah. times a season <laughs> if that's red card. I was thinking that. Uh, oh, listen, certainly felt harsh at the time. Don't know if it was a uh, maybe influenced a little bit being in front of obviously the right in front of the stand Aberdeen players' reaction, but 
I suppose from my point of view obviously I've given the mm. referee a decision to make whether I think it's the right one or wrong one I'll take my punishment but certainly feel as if it was harsh yep. that's the politician's version you won't be surprised to hear. guess who does think it's a red I spoke to him earlier in the week ah, honestly, <laughs> honestly sums him up honestly, sums him up he wasn't having you the, the football you used to watch back day as well and that's oh, a red card yeah. right 01419511025 if you want to talk to Andy or Marvin specifically about their Performances at the weekend You can do I'd imagine lots of you Want to look ahead To Bronby Rangers And Ferenc Varos Celtic Does Fashion Sakala Automatically keep his place Who replaces Carl Starfeld Ryan Kent looks set To be travelling How big a boost is that Rangers fans Pick up the phone right now And let us know 01419511025 Rangers do kick off First Tomorrow So let's Start with that We're out and about Across Europe We've got reporters out there For the two big games um, So let's start going Out there and, and finding out What's been happening Europa League coverage With ScrapacarScotland.com Head online To get an instant valuation Of your old car Okay Andrew McLean Is out there In Copenhagen Looking ahead to Bronby Against Rangers How's it going Andrew? Yeah, all good. I'm currently looking out the balcony window of my hotel room. We're about 100 yards to my left. You can actually see Bronby Stadium. I would be sat out on the balcony, but it's absolutely freezing here. But at least I'm nice and close to the action for this one. There's not actually a whole lot happening in Bronby currently. It's around six miles outside of Copenhagen. That will be where most travelling supporters will be staying before making the journey through here tomorrow. I think it's around 1,400 away tickets that have been sold by Rangers. There was set to be more Rangers fans in the stadium as well for this one but quite a few had bought tickets for the home end but the Bronbury, uh, Bronby, sorry, they've cancelled those and have issued refunds just to keep the fans apart. Certainly not the cheapest city for supporters to go and enjoy a night out before the game, but I'm sure plenty will be out in force tonight before that huge game tomorrow. And the group is so tight as well. Steven Gerrard may need to make some big calls ahead of it as well. As you said, Gordon Ryan Kent, he's back in full training. I was on the pre-match press conference this morning. Steven Gerrard saying the winger should have travelled with them today for the game. They were travelling out just after that press conference. He's been out with a hamstring injury since coming off in that 2-0 defeat to Leon in December. It's still too soon for Ryan Jack, though. He's been out for a good while. February was his last Rangers game. Stephen Gerrard saying he has an outside chance of featuring against Ross County on, sun, uh, on Sunday, but I wouldn't be surprised if his return comes after the international break. And some other big, big news. Glenn Kamara is a doubt for this one. He's taken a couple of kicks to the ankle. He's had some swelling. He's always a vital player for Rangers in these big European games. So Stephen Gerrard says he'll wait until the very last minute to see if he's fit to start. Rangers did look a much better side when the two teams met at Ibrooks. Gerrard thinks it will be a different dynamic in this match though. He says it's must win for both teams and says the atmosphere at their ground has got big praise from one of his former Liverpool teammates. Yeah, listen, the mood's really good. Confidence is high, as you can imagine. It was a really uh, important win and victory at the weekend. We've done it in style, but there's also got to be a realisation that the Europa League, different competition, different level, Almost a one-off game, if you like, because it's a must-win in terms of us keeping it in control, in our control, to get out of the group. And for, for us, it's, you know, you try and put yourself in, in their camp and think, you know, where are they thinking? Um, what does the game mean to them? You know, how's their coach going to approach it? And I think he's in a must-win situation. So we expect the, the, the best version of Bromby, the most aggressive version of Bromby. And I think with their support and a full house and... Um, if Daniel Ag is telling me the truth and it's one of the best atmospheres in the world, we have to be ready for a, a real fascinating challenge. And I'd imagine, Andrew, Rangers go into this one feeling pretty good about themselves after the game on Sunday. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the forward line as well. Steven Gerrard had been asking Alfredo Morelos to score more goals. He's got two in his last three. Kamar Roof has been consistently scoring when he's been playing. You've got Fashion Sakala, who burst into life from about the 40-minute mark in that game against Motherwell on Sunday. For him in particular, it's taken him a, a bit of time to, to settle in. It can be hard for some players. Steven Gerrard talking today about the fact he's had to move country, not had his family around. He's learning a new system, but he's really showed what he's capable of at the weekend. And that pace that he has could be key to Rangers tomorrow. They often opt for quick players in the front three in these away European games. You might remember a couple of seasons ago, Brandon Barker played a key role in a couple of those games. Ryan Kent's obviously found luck in these matches as well, so it could be the perfect night for Sakala to come into the fold. Steven Gerrard full of praise for him today, not just for what he did on the pitch on Sunday, but for the impact he's had off it as well. It was an area and a unit where we felt we needed something different, something that we could maybe polish up and develop, and um, someone who could add a real uh, strength to our attack and play with that raw pace and power, uh, that little bit of unpredictability. He, he's an incredible human being. The way he's come into the club, his smile, his demeanour, uh, his attitude and his energy, he's lifted the whole place. We needed time to make him settle and get him used to us. We needed to get used to him. And, you know, the signs are that he's starting to really find his feet here in our ranges. And he's a real exciting one for everyone uh, to watch moving forward. And listen, there'll be plenty of opportunities for fashion, not just in Europe, you know, domestically as well. And um, I think we're really starting to see his strengths and his consistency coming out from a training point of view and it was no surprise that he put in the performance at the weekend that he did Thank you to Andrew McLean he's out there in Copenhagen we'll speak to him uh, tomorrow around the game and you can keep up to date on everything that's happening out there at Clyde SSB on Twitter over to you Rangers fans then 01419511025 how excited are you about the news that Ryan Kent um, looks set to travel out there is it an obvious one? Is that a no-brainer? Does Fashion Sakala keep his place after the, the hat-trick at the weekend? Uh, Glenn Kamara, 50-50. What do you make of all these things? And how important is the game tomorrow? Call us right now and let us know. 01419511025. Um, Andy, how big a game is this one? Massive. I think um, I think a result is, uh, is very, very important. Um, whether that's a win or a point I'm not too sure what I will say is I think a win tomorrow night puts Rangers in pole position to qualify in second spot but I don't I still don't see it as a must win but I uh, tried telling the 1400 Rangers fans that have travelled over there expecting three points so, you know we spoke about it last time before the, the alternate leg at Ibrox that Bromby weren't in a great place at the time I think they were 7 for 8 from the, the, the domestic league off the back of a couple of poor results but now three wins on the trot obviously a win against the, the, the bitter rivals Copenhagen so you know, fully expecting a, a different Bromby tomorrow night and it'll be a bigger test for Rangers Right Rangers fans time to let us know what you think Jeffrey is a Rangers fan um, I appreciate it might be a stupid question Jeffrey. That that's why I'm here so that you lot can tell me Fashion Sakala he, he's straight into the team again following that hat-trick at the weekend Yes I think so um, It's great to hear that Ryan Kent's back mm-hmm. um, but if you're being realistic and if Ryan Kent's fit enough you would put him on from the start I'm just glad I am not Stephen Gerrard to make that decision. Um, Kamara, I'm a wee bit sort of upset hearing that news that he's injured. Um, but whatever happens, we should look back on Sunday. I know it's a different ball game. It's a different team. Bromby's a, um, a European team. Um, I'm just quite happy that we're gradually now starting to get back into what we were last season and just one other thing I was at Ibrox this afternoon 
to see the send-off of Walter Smith. I found it very emotional. He's going to be missed. Um, and I just hope that uh, we do this for Walter. Yeah, well said. I can only imagine. I bet it was an emotional day, hopefully. Um, the serve, the send-off uh, that he deserved, Jeffrey. Thanks for, for sharing that experience with us. Um, Marvin, well, Glenn Kamara, we don't know yet, obviously, injury-wise. But when, when you... Perform like Rangers did at the weekend and win six one. There's obviously that temptation there, and well, it's got it's got to be the same team. You know, why on earth would you change it? But the challenge is that it is a completely different task. You know, for for our teams that need to go domestic and, and then into European action. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think in terms of Sakala, if you if you score a hat trick as a forward player, then you have to stay in the team. You know, no matter who's coming back, it's about the informed players. Um, you know, I know Ryan Kent wasn't maybe in his greatest of form that he's had at Rangers when when he did get injured. Um, but I think, you know, having a player like Ryan Kent come off the bench, whether it's for 20 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago, then it's, you know, give you a different option. But for me, to drop Sakala after a hat-trick, I mean, what more can you do? You know? Yeah, that's the thing. It would be, <laughs> on a, a human level, fairly harsh, Andy. But, but I guess, you know, that is football. I'm interested what Andrew McLean was saying there about it is a, it is a, a tactic Rangers have used over Steven Gerrard's <laughs> time. There have been a couple of those away European lineups where you go... Oh, didn't expect Brandon Barker to play, you know, yeah. or whatever it was to try and stretch teams in behind. Um, what do you think for tomorrow? Yeah, I think it all sort of depends on the game plan going into the game. I think, uh, you know, the, a couple of the games I remember Brandon Barker was Porto uh, away over there. So, you know, Stephen Gerrard's thoughts were maybe Rangers aren't going to have quite as much possession as they would want. So, Brandon Barker using his pace and his ability to stretch the game as a as a as a benefit. So, going into the game tomorrow, I'm still expecting Rangers to have a bit more bit more possession. I say it. You know, quite a lot on the show that uh, you know you talk about managing trust players in certain games. I think Steven Gerrard's always been very much one of them in European games. Uh, if Sakala starts tomorrow, I think it sort of breaks that template of the the squad mm. he's got that plays in these games. But for me, if I if if I was in the hot seat, I think you know after the back of a, a hat trick performance tomorrow night, I, I think mm. he will play. And especially like you know Andrew mentioned that his ability to run in behind could be a huge asset mm. in the game. I mean, he did start in Prague, I think, Fashion Sakala, so he has had, you know, experience of of starting them. Is, is time just against Ryan Kent, Marvin? It's not at the stage where Rangers would, would bring him back and pitch him straight in. Do you think that would be unlikely? Yes, obviously it depends how many days training he's had. You know, obviously Steve Jarrett said he will travel, but has he had a week's training? Has he had a couple of days training? But like you said, it's such a big game. You know, to throw a player back in, in such a big game especially when you've got someone who's played in this position and got you a hat-trick I don't think you need to force it had they lost to Motherwell and you know Jared would have looked at it and the performance wouldn't have been good then maybe it gives you a slightly different uh, you know thing to think about but I think definitely going into tomorrow's game it'll start Sakala and as I said use Ryan Kent off the bench uh, Andy was the Bronby game at home almost like the, the the perfect one to look back on in the sense that Rangers won and deserve to win and therefore can take loads of confidence from it but Stephen Gerrard probably saw enough maybe at the start of that second half to know you know what they are capable of and 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 that they can't take this one for granted. Yeah, but again, I still think that he's uh, he's probably you no know, under no illusions. He's probably going to be facing a different Bromby tomorrow night. Obviously, off the back of three domestic wins, they've got their tails up, and like he said, he knows that going into this game, they know it's a must win. They have to come out and try and try and take the game to to Rangers for the first whistle because anything other than than three points for Bromby tomorrow is. It looks as if they are, they're European mm. champions all but over. Uh, thank you very much to Jeffrey. Andy's a Rangers fan. Not him. Another one <laughs> on the phone. Uh, Andy, what are you thinking ahead of tomorrow? Fashion Sakala, straight in. Stupid question, is it? Hi, nah, guys. How you doing? I'm fine. I just did a bit of a emotional hang. I've also done it. I trust myself. I do it to see him. Uh, 
no, I think Sakala and Morelos will definitely start. I really do. I think he'll start with the two of them. Uh, Aribo, I've just seen the producer there. He's the last, that last game. He's just unplayable sometimes, Aribo. I mean, even he's chasing back. And the defenders try to put the ball out, let the ball go out, and somehow Aribo managed to keep the ball in. No. So I am looking forward to tomorrow. I think we should be we should be okay if we can get like, some of the defensive mistakes. We've still got these wee defensive lapses. I don't know why we've got them, but uh, aye, so I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it seems strange to look at faults in a, in a 6-1 win, but I mean, Mother were extremely poor, um, Andy, believe me. Um, <laughs> so you, you, the, the, is there room for that? You know, you, you look at the first goal that was conceded and is there still room for that warning that Bronby will be better Europe's better it's a different standard and you can't afford to have those moments because there's no guarantee you'll then be able to go up the other end and, and score six yeah yeah for sure and listen, we spoke about it enough now that Rangers haven't been at their best and you know, we've, you know they've had a couple of you know, disappointing European results already this season but we always felt as if this, this, this next gear was coming this top tier was coming and Listen, I'm absolutely delighted it came against your Motherwell for one. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you even look at it, it's uh, again, it's different goal scorers. Sakala getting the hat trick, James Tavernier back on the score sheet, Kamal Roof coming off the bench, and, and you know, he's, he's actually been more the, one of the more mm-hmm. consistent goal scorers for Rangers. But I think for Rangers to come out, show another couple of gears, and start to be back at the free flowing best, I think it was long overdue. I do think it'll be a different tie tomorrow night. But listen, I think that makes suit Rangers because we've seen it plenty of times in the past when some teams in, in Europe come and have a go. The, the pace that Rangers have got in the front feet can hurt teams I mean Andy on the line there is singling out Joe Rebo Marvin and with no disrespect to him at all it's more of a compliment to his teammates I'm pretty sure this will be the f- maybe the first time that Rangers fans have phoned in and felt like he's the main man going into a European game because it's always, it was always about Morelos or someone else and and now is he at such a level that actually that's that's valid? He could be the, one of the main men to Rangers' hopes tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with Andy. You know, I think since he's came into Rangers, he's, he's developed every single season. Um, and for me, at this moment in time, he's fantastic. Whether he's playing in you know, one of the midfield three in, in kind of the centre or he's playing on the right wing, he just seems to drift past players. And, and as Andy alluded to there, you know, also the work rate with that. And when you talk about good players who can dribble past you, but they also willing to work hard to get the, the ball back. You know, they're worth their weight in gold. And I'm sure, you know, Stephen Gerrard's looking at his form now and thinking. I've got a serious player on my hands. And I suppose, Andy, if the if the 50-50 goes the wrong way for Glenn Kamara, then is it is it now less of a concern? Unfortunately for him, he's not been able to play as much in Europe because of the, the suspensions. And now, you know, the weekend, we've got calls saying that Stephen Davis is back to being a Rolls Royce and running the show. And John Lundstrom didn't play at the weekend either. So are there more... More options I there. Think, yeah, if... yeah, for less will be less I can say I'm but still a huge disappointment. Glenn Kamara for me in in, uh, in Europe for Rangers over the last couple of seasons has been a he's been a revelation. I think his willingness to take the ball under pressure and, and take it in tight areas and be be positive and play forward. I think that's been a real benefit and a real reason why Rangers have had so much success over the last couple of seasons. But yeah, Steve Davis was one that really stood out for me at the uh, at the weekend there. Back to his best again. You know, he's the ripe old age. Is it 35, 36 now? Maybe can't play play every week, the, the, the three games a week that he's been used to over the last two or three years. But a real bonus and a real boost to Rangers to get back him at top level. Okay, 01419511025. That's the number you need. Thank you to Andy. Keep those calls coming in. Rangers fans, Celtic fans, might be a perfect time for you to get in touch. We're going to go over uh, to Hungary, find out what's happening ahead of Ferenc Faros v Celtic. So tell us how you're feeling. I take it this is must win Given the way that, that your group is panning out a bit different How confident are you? Who would you pick to partner Starfeld? Is it 
Stephen Welsh Does he get the nod Does Neil Beaton go back Liam Scales maybe Something I've not thought of Whatever your answer is Let's hear it now 01419511025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Andy Halliday Are here It's 01419511025 Pick up the phone let them know what is on your mind Clearly the Wednesday before the big games Looking ahead to Bronby Rangers And Ferenc Varos Celtic as well So pick up the phone And talk to us Let's go to Hungary Ferenc Varos Celtic is an 8 o'clock kickoff tomorrow Alison Conroy is out there And looking ahead to that one Alison Yeah good evening from Budapest An absolutely wonderful city here I think around 500 Celtic fans are making the trip over to Hungary. Most have arrived already, but like their last away game against Real Betis, they won't be allowed into the stadium tomorrow night. Celtic confirming just today that Ferenc Varos have said they don't have time to meet the requirements around the UK vaccine certificates. There's a national framework of approval for them in Hungary that's needed and the club say the quick turnaround just won't work. Now I was out in the city last night and we were asked to show our vaccine passports entering a couple of places along with proof of our UK passport so it's it's all to do with that national framework so Celtic fans are here but they'll have to find bars around the city to watch the game tomorrow night. In terms of the team news for this one, Carl Starfelt, of course, limped off with that hamstring injury at the weekend. He is out. He'll probably be out till after the international break. James Forrest, of course, made his injury return on Saturday, coming off the bench. He came through that fine. He will be available for tomorrow night, but it does come too soon for Chris Julian. He is, of course, back in field training, but the manager saying it's too early to put him into this game tomorrow night. Now, as I said about Carl Starfelt, that's the latest in and the manager did say today that he does understand why it's happened. It's always a blow when you lose players to injury. Um, you know, we've, you know, we went, we obviously, uh, since the start of the year, we've sort of been hit with certain injuries. But, you know, to be fair to Carl, he's played every game since he's got here. And, um, you know, um, it's not surprising that, you know, he had, he's had something like this happen. Um, you know, we'd love to have rotated him earlier, but we were trying to build some, you know, cohesion, consistency with, with our back four. We didn't want to chop and change too much because, we, you know, we, we had to at the start of the year. So, um, you know, it would have been great to get him through this kind of spell and then, you know, with the international break, give him a chance to recover. But, you know, it's, it's disappointing to lose him. But... Um, yeah, we've got options. I mean, uh, well, she's, you know, he's been raring to go and, you know, been unfortunate, I guess, not to be able to get an opportunity to play again because whenever he has played, he's been very good for us. Um, yeah, Nero can, can slip back in there as well. So we've got some options. I like the nicknames. Well, she's raring to go. Nero can go in there. I'm sure the Celtic fans know who they're referring to. Um, Alison. <laughs> You always talk about must-win games in football. Sometimes we overdo it, but Celtic's group is playing out in such a way that they they, they do probably have to win it tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Of course, they lie third in their group, having lost their opening two matches. They did, did of course, beat Ferenc Varos a couple of weeks ago, two nil at Celtic Park, which has helped. But Ange Postecoglou as well said, you know, it's going to be a difficult game tomorrow night just because they won 2-0 in Glasgow. That doesn't mean they can come here with that little bit of complacency. And he himself said that he believes that they do need that win tomorrow night if they're to have any chance of qualifying to the knockout stages of the competition. Yeah, they're a very good team. And we knew that before we played them. We had to play really well uh, that night to, to get on top of them because, you know, we'd watched them against uh, Leverkusen and Betis and, you know, they're 
they're a fantastic team with some some really good players. And at home, you know, in Europe, every time you play away, it, it's always a challenge, irrespective of you know the the contrast in styles. So, from our perspective, it's about trying to um, you know repeat the levels we showed last time against them, uh, knowing that um, you know we're going to face a, a good team that that with their crowd behind them. As you said, they have to try and win. Um, so we expect them to to put us under some pressure and. They're the things that we've got to cope with, but it's a, it's a fantastic challenge for us as a team. Um, you know, as I said, playing away in Europe uh, is always challenging against good teams. So, um, but at, at the same time, it's a, it's an absolutely great opportunity for for growth and development. Now, of course, Salas and Celtic do not go into this one on winning form, partly thanks to, to Marvin Bartley. We'll blame him for that. We'll get his thoughts on it. And um, I wonder how much. That was was lingering on. There was, of course, the high-profile incident towards the end uh, with Giacomakis. I don't suppose um, the manager was giving away who's on penalty kick duty tomorrow. No, he didn't give too much away at all on that one. Giacomakis, of course, is in the squad for tomorrow night's match. He missed that penalty at the weekend. It remains to be seen if he will take them or if it will go back to Juranovic as well. But, you know, the manager did say that he has absolutely no concerns about the striker's confidence Going into tomorrow night's game, he's a striker, mate. You know, he's a number nine. You know, you don't come be number nine for Celtic and hide somewhere when a penalty's up for grabs in the last minute of a game. Yeah, so I reckon he, he would have been disappointed if he didn't take it. So I'd like to think he would be. So you know, that's his challenge. But you know, that's that's you come to a big club, you're the striker, you're expected to score goals. You're not expected to be protected from that. And uh, you know, it was it was disappointing for him, I guess, personally. But from a team perspective, we're not going to hang it on him that we, um, you know, he missed the penalty. Like I said, it was my decision to put him up there. So um, that's the way it is. And I expect him to bounce back, and as he should, because, like I said, um, he's going to get more opportunities to win games for us. Um, and I'd assume he want to be front and centre. Right, thank you very much Alison She will keep us up to speed on what's happening in Hungary And like I say you can keep up to speed um, Between now and tomorrow night's show on Twitter at Clyde SSB um, Definitely going to get Marvin's take on some of that very soon Let's bring in Kevin First though, who's a Celtic fan What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow Kevin, are you confident going into a game like this? Definitely Yeah, yeah definitely um, it's, we've, we've not got so much injuries yet uh, I think we can go there with a lot of confidence and actually get a win. Um, yeah, I mean you're right. I think Starfelt is a high-profile one that's added to Tom Rogic that we already knew about. Is it as simple as Stephen Welsh replaces Carol Starfelt? Is it is it near Beaton? Someone else? Who who would your preference be? Well, I would need to be Welsh. I think because Chris Julian is not fit enough. Um, it would need to be Welsh, I think. Yeah, Andy, um, I noticed you sort of paid particular attention when he when he name checked Stephen Welsh. Was that a sign to you that he's likely to be the one? Yeah, it seems as if he, he dropped a little hint in there. Uh, you know, praise Stephen Welsh for any time his number's been called that he's not let anyone down, and also referencing that he's he's been itching to get back on the pitch and and grab another opportunity. So. No, it sort of I drops a little hint as if Starfield's going to be the one that um, filters back into the back four. And to be honest, I think that's you know, off the basis probably the right move. I think mm-hmm. I've mentioned it before. I think Stephen Will started the season really well. Uh, probably slightly unfortunate to find himself out the, the Celtic team, but it'll be a big opportunity for him tomorrow night if he plays. 
Am I reading too much into this, Marvin? I feel like the response to the Tom Rogic injury and the Carol Starfield injury were very similar, where he said, along the lines of, and I am paraphrasing, I thought this might happen because I wanted to rest him, but but I couldn't. Is that is that Ange Postecoglou, you know, telling everyone that you know it has been a transition, he hasn't had the players he wanted, um, and you know he's had to put guys, send guys to the well a bit more often than he would like. Yeah, I think you know as I spoke about him before in this show, I think he's a very honest manager. I think he's just coming out and he, he's telling the fans, he's probably let, letting the board know as well that he needs more players in um, because he does need to rest people because the amount of games they are playing when you add in these uh, European games as well. These boys are playing an awful lot of football. And as he's saying, these two injuries are down to fatigue. You know, obviously, he's heard from the medical staff that maybe they're playing a little bit too much, but he has to risk them. He has to play them because they're trying to fight on all fronts. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing for a manager because when they do get injured, you think, well, why didn't I rest them? I wanted to rest them. But, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, mm. I suppose. Um, now, of course, Ange Postacoglu talking about that penalty uh, <laughs> there. Talk us through that full five-minute period from you yeah. standing at the sideline. Please start when the goalie catches the ball and then go for there. Yeah, so obviously, as Andy says there, the keeper kind of grabs the ball. Um, you know, the referee then blows his whistle and points to the spot. And at this point on the sidelines, we thought the goalkeeper had been sent off. As soon as he brandished a red card, because Max, our goalkeeper, is speaking to him. So we're like, right, Max has done something. You know what goalkeepers are like. Possibly he's elbowed See, someone. Poor or, goal, he's yeah, going to exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then we saw Big Io come out of kind of nowhere, and then he's walking across towards us. And still at this point, we thought, right, Io's going to come across. Well, so you hadn't seen it. No, oh, right, okay. Io's going to come across, get the gloves, and then go go and go. That's <laughs> what we thought was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then Io's walking, and then the gaffer's like, I think Io's been sent off, and I was like, nah, surely not. We'd have seen Big Io do something, and the full official said, no, it was Io who's been sent off. So. On one hand, you're delighted because you keep your goalkeeper in it. On the second hand, you're thinking, what's happened? Um, obviously, looking back, we, we kind of saw what happened. But you know, as he sets up for the penalty, um, Max obviously saved one away at Ross County. And Max constantly speaks about you know, penalty takers mm -hmm. um, in the changing room. And, and he felt confident that you know, if he stepped up, he knew which way he was going to go. Um, Max obviously went the opposite way to what he said in the dressing room he was going to go. But he, oh, ended right, up, okay. he, he ended up saving it. So do you know what? Um, we were delighted as I said you know we were really disappointed when the penalty was given we didn't know what it was for we were almost heartbroken you know 92 minutes into the game but when Max saved it it was, it was fantastic I mean the manager's reaction straight after the game he didn't he didn't have any complaints <laughs> about the, the sending off or I don't suppose you do the nah, award of the penalty you can't you can't raise your hands you know we, we've spoken to Big Io um, after the game and we've spoken to Big Io at the start of this week it, it's not acceptable you know because if we come out of that game I know we didn't have a lot of possession and everything else but they had two shots on target you know one being a penalty if we'd have lost that game down to something as silly mm -hmm. as that, you know, it would have been would have been heartbreaking for the rest of the group. But you know, he learns from it. You know, he's a player he's playing at this level for the first time in his career. Um, so and, you know, and had a very good game up until that point. Yeah, he did. He, he did. He defended really, really well, and that's why he felt he let himself down. But as I said, you know, Big Max stepped up and, and saved the penalty, so it's all good. This might be redundant because he went the other way, like yeah. you said. But we none of us seem to think that Jakimakis would take the penalty. What 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 did the keep? What kind of preparation does the keeper do? Were you would he be expecting? Juranovic to take would he have Jakimakis down as like a, another possibility is that the way it works yeah so him and the goalkeeper coach Stu um, they watch all the boys have taken penalties so regardless throughout your career if you've taken a penalty yeah, previous they, yeah, they, they watch and he did take five, them didn't he previous yeah, they watch your last five penalties so when he stepped up as I said Stu the goalie coach wasn't you know he wasn't surprised at all um, he, he was saying to us Max is going <laughs> to gonna dive to his left Max goes down to his right and saves it and then you know everyone's delighted <laughs> Yeah, I, I, but I must say, if you got in a tussle with Big Oblai, don't ask me if I handles because he is a big boy. I'm that's, no messing with him, no that, chance. That's the thing, none of their players kind of ran over and like argued with him because he's so big, I kind of left it. So, but, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
Smart um, move. I mean, Kevin, I guess one man who will start is Anthony Ralston. He has been much talked about this season. He then signs a new contract yesterday on the day that the Scotland squad's announced and lots of Celtic fans felt he was unlucky to miss out there and so on. What, what have you made of that situation? It's well deserved. It's well deserved. The contract is actually knuckled down. Um, made himself and he's a he's a great player. But it's, it's nine day to what to what last season was and now he's knuckled in, he's doing the job and it's it's actually really hard to know play him, really. And I, in the Scotland squad as well, I d I don't want to understand it with um the fair O'Donnell for Motherwell and uh, the young fella for Rangers. So, uh, but he's playing. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder. Particularly, it's, it's good to have the you two in the studio and get this particular insight. How much of a lesson is Anthony Ralston's new contract to, to players to not ever truly think that their time is up, and to maybe really take that clean slate that managers always say that they give you when they come in. This guy made one appearance last season, a season in which Celtic were poor. They had all sorts of COVID issues and all the rest of it, and he still managed one appearance. Fast forward and he's got people saying he should be in the Scotland squad and he's signed a new long-term deal. What do you what do you make of that? Yeah, I think the lesson is not just about the new contracts he has, but the attitude he's shown during this time because, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of Celtic fans who wanted him kept within the squad. Um, you know, I thought, they, he th- thought he was a player that they kind of written off and said, you know, maybe he, he could go. And he's been fantastic. Obviously, throughout this period, he's always believed in himself. You know, he's got his opportunity in the team and he's taken it with both hands. And I, I think it's a fantastic, you know, thing for young, not only younger players, but all players mm-hmm. to see that. As you said, you know, never give up, always believe in yourself. And he's been rewarded with a new contract and he's playing the best football of his career. Um, and, and it's brilliant to see, if I'm honest. Yeah, you've got to say, uh, he's done remarkably well to turn his Celtic career around. I'm actually really surprised he's 22. I, I, I can't believe he's actually 22 because it feels as if he's been about for, for quite mm-hmm. uh, quite some time now. And I think that's... Uh, off the back of three loan moves was it I think it was Queen's Park Dundee United uh, St Johnson none where you would say really set the world alight so after that it's uh, it's going to be difficult to then come back and try and break into this Celtic team but you've got to say since he's got the jersey at the start of the season he's done extremely well I think his athleticism has brought a lot to this Celtic team and he fully merits the the new contract And, and like Kevin says if he continues to play the way he's playing you'll pose some serious questions to Steve Clark and the you know the Scotland hierarchy pick squads Thank you Kevin Nice to speak to you This is a great time for the rest of you To get your calls in We're going to get some travel uh, More important than normal Let you pay attention Because the roads are pretty busy out there We'll get travel And then take more of your calls next Get in touch 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Andy Halliday are here 01419511025 You can tweet as well of course At Clyde SSB uh, PR is on Rangers fan Says if we're taking Kent over there You have to play him I'd probably start him So he doesn't have to get up to speed with the game Coming off the bench Get get that, lo- that logic or oh, he's, he's, missed a, he's missed a lot of football now He's been mm. out for, for quite a few weeks So I don't even know how much he's trained I can't imagine it's been too long So to come into a game of that magnitude And, and get up to the speed actually for the start of the mm. game Is probably going to be more difficult And you're certainly risking you know, aggravating what's already a, a sensitive area Right, so 01419511025 on the phone Let's bring in Peter Who's from Thornley Bank How's it going Peter? I'm smashing, thank you Good, Good. hope you're well I am well But I'm glad she's the one Because he usually falls out with me 
But oh, he falls out with everyone. By the way, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, as well, Peter. Not, he's, he's, he's been texting. He's fired up the Nokia. Right? He's, he's, he's dusted it off, and he's sent one in. So when I said to you at the start of the show that he, that he thought it was a red, you said sums him up. So he mm-hmm. sent me a message. I think you've got him. He's put sums him up in quotation marks, <laughs> and he says sums him up. He says, why didn't Hearts appeal the red card then? Hatchet man, <laughs> and you have to read that in his voice. Close your eyes and just imagine it. He'll be sitting in his man cave just now with his cardigan on. Oh, absolutely loving it. Anyway, um, Peter, take it away. What's your point for the guys? Quick comment for Andy there. A couple of weak questions for both of them, but it's okay. Go for it. Never a red card for all years. Never a straight red. Unfortunately, the highlights never showed the booking. The ones I watched with Andy and in the weekend. Never in a million years was that a red. I've slowed it down. Never. Look, yeah. just because I stay along the road to uh, Andy's father-in-law, I'm not biased whatsoever, but it was never a red card. Nah, that nah, sounds biased to me. Yeah, bang on, Peter. <laughs> Tells you Keevans as well, it was never a red. <laughs> so did you get booked before that? No, no, it was a straight red. Right, a straight red right, right, right. So that uh, we, I have at some point been fed dud information. You were not on a yellow card. No. Now, I know it was no. a straight red, but you didn't get booked before no. that. Right, okay, because whoever was at the game for us, right, someone said you'd been booked... And then when I heard that you had been given the straight red and I saw it, I thought, my, that's never a straight red. But he was on a booking anyway, so maybe he can't really complain because he would have walked. No, no, I, ah, I wasn't right, on a booking, no. Okay. No. It was my only foul in the, the game, 25 minutes. Well, you didn't have a lot of time to much of an impact. Right, well, Peter's sticking up for you, even <laughs> Marvin's stick. It's, it's, it's the world against Hugh Keegan, so that, <laughs> yeah, that's the way he likes it. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, what else is on your mind, Peter? Well, I was going to—I was wanting to ask Marvin, but I don't know if he'd be subject to disciplinary procedures. So maybe Andy can answer. Oh no, you can ask him. He just—it's him that has to answer it cleverly. He doesn't answer me. But does Marvin not feel that Joe Hart should maybe have been sent off and a penalty given for him whitening the Livingston player? I don't kind of remember the guy's name. He never got the ball, and he clattered the guy in the side of the head a lot harder than. Kyogo, Kyoto, Mister and uh, I, I was, and it's not, it's been mentioned intermittently on the show, mm. but Joe Hart punched the guy in the side of the head. And see, I'm not daft, Peter. I was about to ask Marvin, and then I saw your call coming through, and I thought <laughs> I'll just let Peter ask him. What did you think of that incident? Well. At first, I thought it was a penalty. You know, I, I spoke to the fourth official and he said that the referee said there had been contact, but not enough contact to, to give the penalty. When you actually watch it back, Io does head the ball onto Joe Hart's fists. So it should have been a corner or a foul, whichever way you, you know you want to see it. I felt it was a foul. You know, the referee mm. said what he said in terms of there wasn't enough force. There was contact, not enough force. But how he got a, a goal kick out of it, I'm not quite that sure. That seems like an interesting explanation because the the... The bit that I would struggle to understand Is that there wasn't force And there looked like yeah, a lot of force oh, That's not to say that it definitely was If the ball was involved But Yeah he's saying there's two players coming together So he said Ayo's going one way Joe Hart's coming the other mm. He's not gone with ex- excess force He's just gone to obviously punch the ball And the referee's saying that Ayo's headed it off So if Ayo's headed it off and Joe Hart's hit Ayo For me mm-hmm. that's a foul If he gave a corner I could understand it a little bit more So did you When you said you saw it back Joe Hart did get something on the ball Have you even if you still think it's a penalty, have you starting to understand slightly that the other side of it? No, no, no. It's either it's either a foul or or a corner because Io does get the first contact, mm-hmm. but the, the Joe Hart's left fist hits Io in the face, and his right fist the ball hits. 
So, you know, the left mm -hmm. fist, obviously the, the first bit of contact. So I, I thought it was a foul, but, you know, the four fish on the referee saw it slightly differently. The only, the only thing I would say, Andy, which is interesting, and it, it doesn't it doesn't make it right, it, but you don't see them giving a lot. And that's why, actually, I was quite surprised to see um, Tony Watts one given at Tannadice last week. Now, people then at the weekend kept getting in touch with us and saying, I mean, if the one on Tony Watts, a penalty, Benjamin Segrist, this one must be as well. But actually... I thought everyone's been saying for years that the keepers tend to get away with this. Oh. And like I say, that's not me saying it makes it all right, but in a roundabout, weird way, I wasn't surprised. Does that make any sense? No. No. Try okay. again. No. <laughs> I, I, I can get the gist of what you're talking about. Um, from what Mars telling us, the explanation of why the penalty wasn't given, I don't think I can agree with. I think there's mm -hmm. plenty, there's, there's certainly enough force there for. For a, for a foul to be given um, yeah, you're listening to reference the, the Tony Watt one at Dundee United I think's relevant and, and that was given a penalty and to be honest I felt as if it was a penalty as well and looking at um, the Joe Hart incident at the weekend I think Celtic Ball mm. got away with one yeah like I said though you hear that phrase for a reason the go go the, goalies get away with murder yeah. you know, but that's not thing, me justifying the thing but. seems to be a right grey area just now would you not agree? Oh, for yeah. you it is no but come on <laughs> it is, it goes. It is. It is a real grey area. Yeah, well, listen, how do we measure force? How do from you the measure force? And some incidents that I'm seeing, like, they're determined some are excessive and some are not when it's. I'm just mm. saying, it's really getting to me now, Gordon. Can you not tell? I've noticed. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> but we did, because we got a call after the game, which I liked and said, I mean, if you did that in the middle of the pitch, you'd be, you'd be sent off. And I thought, yeah, but no one's going to run around with their fists <laughs> up in the middle of the pitch with their gloves on. Um. And there is just something about these goalies There's none in here We had Jack Anik a few weeks ago He'll come back and, and take issue with this But they, they do tend to get away with these things Unfortunately for some people Yeah I do think I do think they get you know protected If that had been the other way And I has gone into Joe Hart I think it's, it's a foul all day long um, I think you're right They do get protected an awful lot But it's, it happened very very quickly Obviously I've had to see it back again To kind of really get the gist of it So it's difficult for the referee But you know, I definitely we were appealing mm. for a penalty. I always got a, a busted lip and, and a tooth came out. So the His force, yeah, yeah, the force was definitely there. There um, we go. There we go. I mean, <laughs> come on, come on now. I must say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in the not enough force if it takes yeah. a tooth out. That's yeah. that's quite something. Um, yeah, okay. Um, that's why he's here for these insight. Uh, Peter, what about Rangers tomorrow? Are you are you feeling confident? Well. I was speaking to a Danish delegate this morning. I'm working at that COP26. He says that Rangers should have won be six goals to nil in the home game and they'll win comfortably tomorrow. I think if we start quicker than we have been, it'll still be a tight victory. Maybe one goal, two goals. And I don't think we'll be be six goals. Yeah, that's all, that's all well and good, but are, are you in any way to blame for these road closures that are making our lives a misery at the moment? Yep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there we go. He's putting out the cones. It's <laughs> Peter that's at the side of the road. Um, well, listen, who are we to argue with the Danish delegate that's yeah, working at COP26? What an insight that is. You can't argue with no, that. You can't. Not at all. What you but don't know is I'm, six I'm getting him on at five past seven as our, <laughs> yeah. our Bronby expert, oh, the Danish delegate. The Danish delegate from Guy. Yeah, I'm not sure about 6 0. Does that seem. Oh, it's a big ask. It it's like a big a stretch. ask. Um, uh, yeah, listen, Rangers were well, well, fairly comfortable in the. In the home leg Although Bromby maybe had a lot A 10-15 minute spell At the start of the second half But Yeah Rangers were comfortable In the most part But you've got to feel as if It's going to be a different game tomorrow uh, They'll certainly have their tails up Like we said earlier 
this is their win or go home because you know anything other than three points tomorrow they're basically out of the competition so but for me I think it's we've said that a couple of times if Rangers play anywhere near their best I think they'll We'll have more than enough of Bromby tomorrow night. Right, Peter, keep up the good work. I just need one or the other. I need the I need the expressway or the Erskine Bridge to be open. Just one of them. That, that, that's all I ask for. I don't expressway, ask for much. Expressway, preferably. I think that, that that's asking too much. That's a bit too close, isn't it? Yeah, Is that maybe, not UN maybe, territory maybe. or whatever they call it? Anyway, things that we well, we're going off on a tangent here. Let's get to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun.co.uk/football. Right, beat the pundit time. Marvin Bartley's he's made his debut on Beat the Pundit. <laughs> so we gave Didn't him well. we gave him match day one. He got to just watch and learn. Match day two, he was in the hot seat and he lost. He did all right though. To be fair, a historian of uh, Livingston Football Club, Andrew McKenzie, the the physio, was saying it's amber and uh, black. The crest, not yellow and black. So he said, I should have got one point. Oh, what Andrew, kind of backup on, is yeah, that? Come on, you, you know what I mean. He meant to be my work colleague, but yeah, he was giving me that. Seriously, uh, <laughs> if you want to play, beat the pundit. And, and did you know, beat the pundit royalty sitting there. Man knows he's stuck. Very rarely loses. Yeah, but he lost when I was in yeah, last time. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You're the bad luck. I've seen him once. He's lost. I've got to be honest. I hope it's you tonight. I'm all over the place. I think you are. I think your form's I'm dead. all over the Red place. Red cards. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot going on. But we'll get to that. 01419511025. Your chance to beat the pundit is next. So get your call in before seven o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Andy Halliday are here It's 0141-951-1025 on the phones We kicked off hearing from Stephen Gerrard Talking about Ryan Kent travelling with Rangers uh, Glenn Kamara's 50-50 um, to make it tomorrow So Rangers fans, what are you thinking? How confident are you? Is it a must-win game? Um, what would you do? Is it Sakala straight in after his hat-trick? Does he keep his place? Any doubt about that? Pick up the phone and let us know Celtic fans, how do you replace Carl Starfeld? What's your master plan? Um, given his injury uh, Who should take the penalties Maybe there's another question in that as well 01419511025 And if there's something we've not covered yet Why not let us know Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time We've got Marvin Bartley who's played one, lost one And we've got Andy Halliday Who once was a force to be reckoned with On Beat the Pundit But he reckons his uh, magic powers are wearing off Let's meet tonight's contestant Who is John in Parkhead How's it going John? Uh, not bad Gordon, yourself? Not bad at all uh, When you play along John Do you think you could take on either of these two? Um, well I was saying to your producer I was on against Jim Duffy last year Who I think has statistically not been the greatest on it And I beat him in a tiebreaker So it'll need to be better this time <laughs> I, like it. I like how people know statistically Who's yeah. good and who's not I think we've got Black Arthur uh, To thank for that Is the man who keeps our Beat the Pundit stats right Heads It will be Marvin Bartley Tails It will be Andy Halliday Producer Callum It's only one answer It's a Tails yes. Andy Halliday It's <laughs> John uh, From Of course it is <laughs> Right, let's give Andy some Clyde 2 to listen to And uh, we'll get the questions ready for John John, it's a simple process as I'm sure you know 30 seconds, answer as many as you can And if you don't know, pass and we'll move on, alright? Okay Let's go, your 30 seconds starts now Which Celtic player signed a new contract yesterday? Ralston Name any club in Rangers Champions League group The season they made it to the UEFA Cup final Stick up Name any Scotland player suspended for the Moldova game Che Adams 
Which SPFL side play their home games at East End Park? Dunfermline. Name any permanent manager in the SPFL that's been appointed since the season started. A pass. Aberdeen's Matty Longstaff is on loan from which English top flight side? Newcastle United. We had started the question, hadn't we? Yes, let's bring Andy Halliday back. Come on, let's do it. You ready? Yeah. Right, 30 seconds. I think you need to be on it tonight I don't oh, know I'll yeah. try Okay 30 seconds Time starts now Which Celtic player Signed a new contract yesterday Anthony Ralston Name any club That was in Rangers Champions League group The season they went To the UEFA Cup final Leon. 2008 um, Name any Scotland player Suspended for next week's Moldova game Oh Linton Knights Which SPFL side Play their home games At East End Park Confirming Name any permanent manager In the SPFL Who's been appointed Since the season started Jim Duffy Aberdeen's Matty Longstaff is on loan from which English side? How many SPFL sides play their home games at Firhill? Two. Okay, okay, okay. I'm getting around the applause, so. John, what do you think? Nah, he stormed that, hadn't he? Oh, John, I thought you were decent, I must admit. Because. And, and, right, we'll get to it. I don't want to spoil where I thought John was, was going well. Anthony Ralston, new contract, you both got it. Name any club in Rangers Champions League group The season they made it to the UEFA Cup final Now I admire this because John's a Rangers fan We know where your allegiances lie But just the memory under the pressure I'm very impressed that you both got it One went Leon, one went Stuttgart The other team was No, you're not that clever Barcelona Oh aye Ah, See, there we go You both got it anyway Two all after two questions Name any Scotland player suspended for next week's Moldova game It is Lyndon Dykes or Ryan Christie I'd have been fuming if I never got that. Well, I thought you weren't going, and I was uh, about to kick you out of the studio. Well, Marvin was <laughs> going to kick you out. He was going to do it for me. Um, right, so Andy goes 3 2 in front. You both knew that Dunfermline Athletic play at East End Park, so Andy stays one in front. Is, I mean, John, is there not something poetic about you maybe losing out when the answer is Jim Duffy, the guy that you previously beat on, beat the pundit? That's a very good point. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the three managers have been appointed since the season Jim Duffy, Ayr. Stuart Taylor at Hamilton Ackies And Morris Ross yesterday at Cowden Beath So you have to be really? bang on it to get them mm-hmm. um, Okay, so Andy stays No, Andy goes two in front actually um, Matty Longstaff is on loan from Newcastle Which John got John was good mm-hmm. uh, But you were very confident tonight um, How many SPFL sides play their home games at Firhill? It's quite an easy guess, isn't it? Because it's never going to be more than two That it's would be crazy um, It is two So you stretched your lead one You got them all right, I think Is that an eight? He's back John you did well But you just met a man in form Hard lines Ah maybe next time man Maybe well done, next John. time John in Parkhead Do you want to see if you could You could have Managed the 10 On you go Peter Houston won the 2010 Scottish Cup With which club Dundee United In which year Did Tony Watt Join Motherwell Oh That would have been a pass by the way If I never knew it was 2018 ah! It's what? 2020 It's a 9 Really? A 9 yeah. out of 10 I thought he's been there for A while January January 2020 There we go That's some going Andy That was good yeah. wasn't it Yeah I'm impressed he's even, In case anyone's just joining us He's got his heart's tracksuit on tonight as well He's taking it really seriously <laughs> The tracksuit I get Marvin But I've got no idea why he's got his shin pads on There's absolutely no need for that Get him on as well <laughs> Oh This carpet to be fair It can take a stud at times but no, you know. no chance uh, right, 01419511025 um, You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB uh, Some interesting stuff From Hibs Chief Executive About their Covid outbreak uh, This afternoon When we spoke to him So we'll play you some of that A bit later on We've got obviously Had a game off at the weekend A game 
then rescheduled for tonight and that's off as well and the game cancelled against Marvin's Livingston at the weekend so um, we'll get to that a bit later let's bring in Michael who is a Celtic fan are you confident for tomorrow Michael? Uh, nah no really because I'm going to say something right now to Marvin your team came to Parkhead and you put 10 guys behind the ball right but to, to be honest with you Marvin right Celtic were absolute garbage, right? I was right right by the Livingston fans and got a really cracking view of all the Celtic players and the Levy players, right? I travelled all the way to Liverpool, 500 miles by the way, right? And I was, it was like a death. I'm still thinking about that rubbish penalty that geo Greek tragedy donkey took, right? My dog could have scored that, by the way, right? And that's, and that's for another thing. And 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 then straight after the penalty, he goes and misses it, a sitter at the far post, right? For me, Celtic players were never in the game, right? And all this, see the professional footballers, it does my head in, right? Because all this tippy tappy footballing, right? Football, playing the ball bit like tippy tappy, and right? And it's like watching Neil Lennon's team again. Too pedestrianised. They were going from side to side and they were trying to walk the ball into the net. And also, another thing, they were too shot shy. And for me, he doesn't even deserve to wear that number seven number either. We're covering a lot of ground here. That may be a bit harsh in the whole, the whole donkey description. I'm sorry, um, Georgius, if you're listening. Um, I'm sure Michael means no disrespect, although that's easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to begin with that, um, if I'm being honest. Well, it's got to be you Marvin you, You're the game plan Where's Robbie by the way Where's Robbie from Friday Who demanded that you opened up Michael says you put 10 men behind the ball It was 11 wasn't it Yeah it was 11 Yeah definitely was 11 But uh, that, that was the game plan As I said earlier on in the show You know we, we saw where we could Possibly get a point And that was defending well We knew that their their wingers Were going to be a massive problem for us So we decided to go three at the back To allow our wing backs to go man for man for them And then have the outside centre half Also doubling up at times So Although you're obviously disappointed at you know Celtic, but I think you have to give a, a lot of credit to the way we played as well because it's not easy to go to you know Celtic Park and keep a clean sheet. Yeah, and you know what? And again, I'm a glutton for punishment here. I'll bring it up again. Motherwell tried to defend a lot Sunday. <laughs> it's, it, it, there is this assumption that it's all you need to do, but it would be one of the. And we said it on the show, so I'm not saying it just because you're here. We said it on Saturday. I've seen teams try it It would be one of the most effective attempts at it Because like we said 85% possession I'm not sure um, We've seen that level before It's remarkable 85% But well, but do you know what else is remarkable? Two shots in target Yeah yeah, that, that, that's, that's my point You know it's It was um, How much is down to Well he, he's going to say It's all down to the tactics Clearly <laughs> take the credit How much is down to the, the tactics the, the, the hard work And how much is it about concentration? Um, it's a bit of both, if I'm honest. Um, you know, obviously tactics. We looked at them after the game Wednesday. Then we spoke to the boys Thursday and Friday about it, and then we went and executed it on Saturday. Um, a lot of credit goes to those players because it's very, very easy, as Andy will tell you. you know, when you've not got a lot of the ball to go and dive in, try and win the ball back, possibly come out of your shape. You, you spoke about concentration there, and that was absolutely key. We were happy for Celtic to have the ball. We were happy for them to you know go wide at times and, and force them to make crosses mm-hmm. into the box. With three centre half, so the tactics were spot on in terms of what we wanted to do. We wanted a point, wanted a clean sheet. If we could nick something on a set play, you know, we brought another big player in and Tom Parks to give us a bit more height uh, for set play, set plays for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, for us, it, it worked. It worked for us. I'm about to do a strange thing and almost ask you to tell us how Celtic should have got through y- your game plan. Um, and I, I know you won't want to give it away too much for the next time, but 
For instance Michael says You know It was tippy tappy and, and tried to walk the ball in But Were you again In the studio We were seeing on Saturday We didn't We didn't really see What exactly Celtic could do um, And let's be honest Guys like David Turnbull Always want to shoot from distance But you didn't ever even seem To give them enough space To do that What's the key to all that? Yeah no They were they were trying to shoot from distance uh, Callum McGregor tried to Hit a long uh, range shot as well A couple of times and, and we managed to block it What we said to our centre midfielders Was when you go out to press them Don't dive in you know, if you watch a lot of what Turnbull does, he, he fakes a shoot on either foot and goes onto the other one and then attempts to shoot the second phase of it. We said, as soon as you go out to him, he, he is going to try and chop you. And when he tries to chop you, don't dive in. And, and that's just what we did. Listen, at the end of the day, you know, they might listen to this and then change their tactics next time. And, you know, we'll have to watch Celtic again when we play them um, before. But listen, I, I think it worked massively for us. And as I said, the sentiment fielders mm. were key to that as well. It's not just the defenders. Also, attacking players, they have to do a shift as well. It's not easy for them. Um, you know they want to be running forward rather than back, but as I said, it was about going there, getting a point, and we did that. Mm. I'm going to go all out on a limb here, Michael, and guess that if Celtic get a penalty tomorrow, you don't want Jackie Marcus to take it. Nah, I mean I'm, I'm going to say something before I go here, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Um, the Celtic fans, it was like a death. By the way, I was saying to people, I'm never coming back to Parkhead. Ah, come on, Michael, a draw, a draw against Livingston. They're not. No, but listen to me, right, guys. Celtic were garbage, right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not hanging Livingston, right? But I've seen it at close quarters from my own self, right? I've been a semi-professional footballer myself, right? And I can tell you right now, even McGregor, people were saying to me in the, in the associations club and all that, saying, McGregor didn't even want to go forward, hardly ever. Celtic were just absolute rubbish. Michael, and look, look, Michael, come on. I know football is a serious business, but I, I think... You, there must be worse than that, surely, at times. I mean, look how Andy spoke about the possession. If Celtic would have scored a goal or two goals, everyone would have been raving about their performance because they had so much possession. I know it's frustrating when your team doesn't score, but to say McGregor wasn't going forward, I must have been watching a different game because he was camped on the edge of our box. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not, he couldn't have gone any further forward without being inside the area. Um, I think they threw everything at us. And I said, sometimes you have to just say in football, listen, the defending team did well. Um, if they would have scored two or three goals, then our tactics wouldn't have worked. But on this occasion, they did. <sighs> Listen, some people had to watch a 6-1 on Sunday, do you know what I mean? <laughs> let, let, let's bear that in mind here. Yeah. I should have gone to a Halloween party or something instead. Um, so, listen, there's always someone worse off than you, um, Michael, I, I must say. But, um, Andy, is that what is, I'm going to say, exciting? It's not exciting to Michael, but, you know, about the league this season, because people thought that Celtic would maybe come undone at um, at Hibs or at Aberdeen And maybe even at Fir Park And Marvin had to stand here on Friday And listen to the <laughs> top tipster Hugh Keevan Say you know, they wouldn't come undone on, on Saturday at home to Livingston And all of a sudden they did And now Rangers are dropping more points at home Than, than they yeah. previously did Do you think there's a bit more belief going around that, that that can happen? Not just belief, I think quality I think the quality in the Scottish game just now Is, is, is very very healthy I think that it's, like you say, it's not even the games that teams have dropped points. It's games that you know the old firm have went and won. You know, Rangers a couple of weeks ago, they won now down against St. Byron. Obviously, came back to win two one. Like, there's been numerous of these games that have have been tight. Went away to St. Johnson at Dermot Park, the same one now down, came back one two one. It's been tight, tight games. I think the quality in Scottish football's ever improving. And you know, touching on the you know Marvin's Livingston at the weekend, Rangers Celtic have done this to other teams, by the way. They've done this in the Champions League. They've done this Europa League. They need to bridge the gap somewhere because if Livingston come out try to play an expansive game of football, with all mm. due respect to mm-hmm. Marvin, it's probably going to be a long 90 minutes for Livingston. And is that where, we've heard this before, but is that where in a strange way Ange Postacoglu tactically, and this, they, they might end up losing the game, but tactically they'll probably feel more comfortable about tomorrow 
because yeah, yeah. It, it, you I'm know sure. there's yeah. going to be space there for them to yeah, hundred percent. It's going to be probably more of a football game. <laughs> We'd probably call it mm. that. Um, you know, the, the other team is going to come out and attack them as well. And that's when Celtic are at their best when you're trying to attack them and they can counter you. You know, the space in behind. You know, Kyogo, I imagine will come back in and start and be fresh legs. So, yeah, you know, tomorrow's game I think will be an easier one for them because, you know, as the caller was just saying there, they won't have ten men behind the mm. ball. Is that and Andy? You've been played in European games at Rangers and so on. Is, is that is that part of the challenge tactically to? To swing it so drastically from Thursday to Sunday at times, it can depending on opposition. To be honest, I think they this touching on the European games that I played in, it wasn't quite the same because the level of opposition compared to you know Rangers back in the day playing these big Champions League, uh, league nights that you touched on, Man mm. United, Barcelona, Celtic, Barcelona, Parkhead. Obviously, you know it's you're, you're talking about a just a completely different standard of opposition. You need to try and bridge that gap somewhere. And you know, Marvin talking uh, talking about his players, it's all well that it's all good and well that. Your coaching team can, you know, work on shape day in, day out, give you a game plan. The players need to go out and execute that and, and Livingston done extremely well. Right, thank you, Michael. 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. I'm going to get a full-time teaser up and running for the guys as well and keep your calls coming in. I'll play those interesting comments, like I said, from the Hibs chief exec. We'll do that after these. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Andy Halliday are here. 0141-951-1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. And at this time of the night, we always launch a bit of trivia, a full-time teaser, to see what the guys can come up with. And the questions are sent in by you. That's the beauty of it. So full-time at Clyde1.com. If you want to submit a question and hear how the guys go with it, um, a bit different this one. It is all about you two, and you have you've got to take your hat off to the crazy pony, <laughs> who has clearly come up with this question since eight o'clock last night when I said that you two would be on the show, um, this evening. Now there are thirteen answers, right, which is quite a lot, but I'm interested to see how much you know about your own career here. And <sighs> the pony thinks you're going to squish this. There are thirteen former teammates. Of either one of you That are playing in this season's English Premier League Now you must have been in a match day squad together That's the that's the criteria So there are 13 former teammates of either one of you Who are now playing in this season's English Premier League Do you know what would be funny? To try and get you to guess his And Mark oh, to guess Andy's Just about guess my own Never happen yeah. Go on then, any that spring to mind? I honestly, I know I'll toy over this and you're thinking I've got a few well, I can Danny Ings Danny Ings Yes Aston Villa now Okay So where would you have been with him? Uh, Burnley Okay yep uh, Ben Mee Yes Still at Burnley Yep uh, Kevin Long Yes He's right okay You're doing well What about you? <laughs> no No not So he knows he's trivia But he's got no pals So he yeah. doesn't know about his own teammates That's what I've not got a clue Right okay Right, okay, we'll get back to... Ah, yes, here's the call I've been waiting for all night. Robbie, Robbie and Falkirk is on. If you missed it on Friday, Robbie was full of good advice, or bad advice, as the case may be, to Marvin Bartley. You called in, Robbie, you told him to go for it at Celtic Park. You didn't want to see the bus being parked. <laughs> you were a bit disappointed when you witnessed the game on Saturday, I would imagine. Good evening, panel. Yes, um, I, I was, but I can, I can understand what uh, Livingston actually done with the way they played because what people forget is that good performances aren't all about attacking. 
it's you know it's if you've got to defend well, that's part of a good performance as well. Even if you've got to part the bus. When I did call in and say come out and have a go, just to elaborate further on what I actually meant. See how Celtic came out and have a go at Livingston. I wasn't expecting Livingston to do the exact same in return. Try to attack Celtic to the to the extreme of how Celtic were attacking them. All I was really asking was for Livingston at least to have a go at times in the game. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of Martin says ah, we're going to play with five strikers and that. Obviously, I was saying that jokingly, <laughs> but I think I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to elaborate exactly what I meant by having a go. I just meant that at least looked as if they're trying to win a game. You know, they were, but the, the, the part of the bus for the full game, they didn't look as if they really want to win the game. But I'm just wanting to actually, it, it sounds as if I'm going to contradict myself. There was a game away by the Champions League, albeit Inter Milan were trying to protect a lead, and it was over two legs. But what Inter Milan done with Barcelona in the 2010 semi final was basically what Levinson done with Celtic. Do you see what I'm saying? They sat, I, I, I can mind you watching the game live yep. Jose Mourinho parked the bus He shut off all the channels Where Barcelona couldn't get in behind them I've never ever seen a backs to the wall Performance like it in my life But such a high profile team In a semi-final Albeit they were protecting a 3-1 lead For the first leg And they went to the new camp I've never seen anything like that What, I, what I'm hearing Robbie Is David Martindale is the new Jose Mourinho <laughs> Yeah, is that is that fair? I'm just saying I'm actually giving them credit <laughs> no, no, that no. backs to the wall performance can sometimes be but when there's no that much a gulf between between the teams you see what I'm saying here I mean I'm Absolutely. actually giving, I was actually the way what I actually said about coming out and having a go why, why was I really saying that because I was wanting my, a bit of an open game and my money's worth for my ticket that's basically what, what, I, I knew I knew what I was saying wasn't really wise advice you know what I mean and I wasn't expecting Livingston to attack Celtic the way Celtic were going to attack them so I think he's took me to the extreme but now I've been alright to elaborate that I didn't expect them just to be 100% cavalier having a go for a full game I just meant to come out and try and win the game there we go there, there was some praise in there there was there was an, <laughs> there was an acknowledgement from uh, Robbie if Mourinho's the special one what would David Martindale be I'm a bit scared to actually ask that question I don't know what sort of responses we'll get on Twitter are you going to you going to take a bite on that now just leave it no I'll leave right, that okay. to you um, but yeah that, I, I, that's um, at the top level. Robbie's talking about you know there are times when you need to do what you've got to do. No, of course, yeah. And, and Robbie's exactly right there. I know it's kind of tongue in cheek when I said about the the five strikers, Robbie, when we spoke last time on the show. Um, but listen, if in games of football, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I want to see open games also. But when you get on the management side of things, um, or the coaching side, it's, it's just about points. And you know, as Andy said earlier in the show, if we went out there and tried to attack Celtic, um, you know, it would have been in big big trouble. Um, we left far too many gaps in behind, and you know they would have, they would have scored goals for sure. We did try and win the game. You know our plan to win the game would have been slightly different to Celtic's. Our plan was, as I said, to try and win off a set play, whether that be a corner or a free kick or a long throw into the box. So there's many different ways to play football, um, and we just felt that that was our best opportunity or our best way of winning the game. Unfortunately, we didn't get that opportunity to to score a goal, but we kept a clean sheet, which got us a point. Robbie, what about tomorrow? Um, no, Carl Starfield. Who would you have replace him if you were in charge? I would go with Stephen Welsh. Yeah. Um, I think not just because he's been playing well when he has been at centre half, Gordon. I actually think he's no liable to make a mistake that Beaton could make, and Beaton has proven in the past to make. And he's also got a wee bit more discipline about him. 
you know, I can't remember what game it was, at Michelin at the Champions League qualifier when, you know, he got sent off. So, uh, Beaton got sent off in that game. So, I think he's just a wee bit more reliable as he's more that natural position. Um, and I think Beaton might actually play in front of Cameron Carter Vickers, Cameron Carter Vickers and Stephen Fells because, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Rogic is out. So, I think that that's, he'll probably play anyway, Beaton. Yeah, that's not a bad shout at all because he has been um, playing, hasn't he, in the absence of of Tom Rogic at times. So that makes sense to me. Robbie, thank you for taking the time. We were just having a bit of fun. It was nice to, to pick up on, on where we left off on Friday. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. That was Robbie on the line on 01419511025. Right, Andy, any of your former teammates you can think of that play in the English Premier League? See, the first one I got was one of Marvin's. It's the first one I got. <laughs> what do you mean? The first one I got was one of Marvin's former teammates. And which one was it? Oh, I'd, well, I'd steal his thunder like that. All oh, right, there's not one that he's read out yet. No, he's not read out. No, right. he can steal. I know you're going to say John McGinn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Any from you? Andy? Yeah, I've got one. John Pickford. Yes. Where did you play with him? Bradford. What was he like? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Bit very mad. Good. Very good, but not as good as Griggsy and Craig Gordon. Really? You stand by that? Aye. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. High praise. I don't disagree I'm just, Oh listen just uh, He was 19 to, to be fair He was 19 But uh, I'm just telling you Are they still better than him? Aye Oh day Yeah Aye Just look at their passport mate I like when he <laughs> I, I like when he comes out And Jordan Pickford Always tries to act like he's calm oh, yeah, He always does that to no, He's like the least calm guy ever Very, very good uh, yeah. Unbelievable with his feet Very underrated with his feet Okay any more? Um, Patrick Bamford Oh, this is not good. He's oh, not on this list. We're going to go he's over won. thirteen. We're going to match the squad with him. I played with him. We're going to go over thirteen here for sure. Ah, yeah, ten, probably. Yeah, probably Patrick Bamford. Nah, he's hundred percent one. <sighs> yeah, I'm on fire here. Honestly, uh, we'll get back to you. You've got plenty of yeah, time, I'm right? Done. Let's hear a bit from the Hibs chief executive, uh, Ben Kensell. This is interesting stuff because he's. He said that the staff and players did everything they could Went above and beyond to prevent a Covid outbreak That's led to the next two games being postponed um, Confirmation from the club They've got just eight players fit and available um, After a virus spread through the training ground So it's 15 players with positive tests Four staff members There are close contacts in there Now you'll remember the time frame here The game against Ross County called off Saturday morning That was rescheduled quickly for tonight that was never going to happen in the eyes of Hibs That's been postponed again As has the game against Marvin's Livy um, At the weekend So Hibs put their chief executive up To try and answer some questions today And uh, here is what he had to say What I have done is I've made sure That we've been thorough in our investigation By going back through the events uh, And we've even been on a call with NHS Lothian To ensure that we we have done everything That we needed to do And we were we were informed as a club that we did follow the right guidance in terms of uh, two coaches travelling up, uh, in terms of uh, tests every day during the week, in many ways went above and beyond. Uh, but uh, but I, I don't really class that as something that we should be proud of. I actually think that's what we should be doing as a, as a professional club. Um, I mean, Marvin, I guess from your perspective, it's just frustrating on a football sense not to be able to play the game at the weekend. Um, but you'll have former teammates at Hibs and obviously the first thing we should always do is hope that Anyone who's got it is okay and is fit and well. Yeah, so as you said there, you know, I checked in on, on my former teammates first and foremost when I when I heard the news about our game being called off with them uh, yesterday and they, they all said they're fine, um, which which is obviously fantastic. For us on a football point of view, it's disappointing, you know, going into that game, we were on good form. 
Um, you know, we thought that Hibs would have been playing tonight and then having to travel back down and, mm. you know, coming up to us on Saturday. So it was another good opportunity for a positive result. But as you said, you know, it, it can't be helped. Um, you know, the chief executive's talking there about everything they've done, but, you know, we'll, we'll train as normal, I think. Um, we'll, we'll play an in-house game on Saturday and then we'll mm. prepare for the next game. Um, this was an interesting answer, which, um, well, I'll just let you hear it, really. There was a story in, in some of the newspapers just after the weekend, you may have seen a, a whistleblower if you like, um, had accused Hibs of, of not following guidelines and sort of not wearing masks and things like that in the, the hotel in Inverness when they were up there at the weekend. Um, so the Hibs chief exec was asked about that and here's what he had to say. Well, firstly, I'd look at the source of the uh, of the information and it unsurprisingly comes from the blue side of Glasgow, um, which is uh, um, uh, a point of speculation in itself. Um, look, I'm confident in our processes uh, and having investigated the claims, I trust our staff and uh, I trust our players to carry out what's required to mitigate the spread of COVID. Uh, and they're aware of, of their responsibilities. Um, what I don't really want to do is focus on, uh, you know, a comment from, uh, like I say, someone from, from that is completely unrelated that's, that's looking to just create trouble. It's not, it's not something we're talking about, a much wider, larger issue that's affecting the whole country here. And we've got one individual that just wants to create headlines. Um, I, I, I find it disappointing, but the, you know, the very best, to be quite honest. Um, I happen to be on that call, Marvin. He tried to sort of find out a little bit more about what that was meant when he said, you know, it's come from the blue side of Glasgow. I don't think he's accusing Rangers Football Club of anything. So we tried to say, you know, do you mean that the, this whistleblower that, that's got in touch with the newspapers, are you, do you think that's a Rangers fan and, and that's why you're not happy about it? Is, is the but it didn't seem to really clear it up. I think it's just struck everyone as quite an odd odd response. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, either they had their masks on or they didn't. You know, it doesn't matter who it came from, either the person telling the truth or the person telling the lie. Um, I don't think the source of, of the information is important. I think what is important is that, as he's saying now, I hope that the, the players did have their masks on because obviously we've all got a duty to try and keep games going. We don't want games called off, what we're seeing now. So yeah, it's, it's a strange comment, but obviously only he can answer mm. The reasoning behind that. You're not the whistleblower, are you? No, but I would love. I, I would. I love to hear them elaborate on that comment. To be, to well, be it was asked, but it, it didn't. It just sort of kept kind of talking round it. And yeah, so, so what does that tell you? What um, does that tell you? I, I, honestly, I don't know, and I wish I did. Um, yeah, it's it strange one. Really, really, really mm. strange. Yeah, I mean, because you. You've been accused of doing lots of things oh, over the last hundreds. couple of couple of weeks in particular as well. So some of them I won't. Uh, won't go into as well um, <laughs> I felt better of that one I must admit um, Yeah I mean Is it a reminder on a, on a serious note Of just how precarious it still is I mean we're now talking yeah. Three games And potentially more I don't know But three games at the moment You yeah. guys have to be vigilant Yeah absolutely And and you're quite right First first thing and, and first protocol is, is hopefully the players that are Have caught the, the virus Or are in close contact Are okay uh, But it just shows you that we're not at the end of that tunnel yet. We obviously hope we are um, quite quickly, but it just shows that you have to follow protocol as best possible to avoid situations like, like Hibs are in mm. just now. Um, PR's on Twitter. David Martindale, the shouty one. There we go. That's yeah. right. It's PG. That's, that's a, yeah, that it's, is very it's PG. the best I could have hoped for. Yep. Um, expected worse that's a, that's a good shout for him to be fair the shouty one yeah I think that could I was going to say the angry one but I was a wee bit scared mm. that he <laughs> might, might come for me <laughs> that's alright as well I'm happy with that that's fine um, let's bring in Gary who's in Shettleston hi Gary hiya 
What's your point Hi, tonight? Hi, can I speak to Andy? Oh, he's listening. Hey, Andy, you were saying a few calls a few calls ago that the Scottish League's getting better. Is that right? Yeah. Aye, how's it getting better? Well, how's it not? Rangers were unbeaten last year. So what's the basic of the Rangers? Because the, what's your first, your first answer, Rangers for? But Rangers, Rangers were unbeaten in the campaign last year. They've yeah, already struggled. Well They've well already done. struggled that's in good. numerous. And Andy, that's well done for you. Right, that's brilliant. That's good. Well done, Rangers. But anyway, Andy. But main point: How is it getting better when teams are coming to Rangers and Celtic Park? And just park my bus And you're saying It's got really Did Dundee United Park the bus At Parkhead What? Did Dundee United Park the bus At Parkhead They get a few chances Aye Ah, they get a, They get a few chances But uh, um, you can't say They parked the bus Can you? Dundee United Gave it a good go Gary did they not? They gave it a bit of a go Aye But no at Livingston So a mini bus so then how, So how are these players The professional players At Marvin there hmm. Did they like Their manager say to them Look You'll be happy enough to come out with a draw. I mean, I played football my life up to 21 at a good grade. If my manager said that, but I, you know, I'm going to another team. Why win? Marvin? <laughs> yeah, we all want to win, but there's there's ways of winning. And, and this is the thing in football that so many people like yourself are coming on and saying, oh, you need to go and attack, you need to go and attack. We can't attack them. You know, if, if you give us your budget and we'll give you our budget and then say to you, come and attack us, that, would you do it? You know, if you go and play against, say, Barcelona or if you go and play against Manchester City or, or Man United or any other big teams around Europe, would you go and attack them or expect to attack them? Well, I know what you're saying there, Marvin. As a player, if I was in that, a, a player in that game, aye, I'd rather go for it. But the, the Livingston players probably feel quite good about getting a point at the weekend, no? Andy, Marvin Yeah well, It's like Marvin said Celtic got, Had 85% possession Against Lamy the weekend Incredible Barcelona had 89 When they came to Parkhead Rangers played European games And they run to To get the UEFA Cup final In 2008 Having 20 25% In the majority of the games That's what they had mm. to do To bridge the gap between Inferior squads That we were playing against And, and it worked Aye, Good for you Andy Good for you Thank you to Gary 01419511025 only go, it's 41 minutes past 7 It's too late No, go? no I thought we were going to elaborate Do you were getting on that, Famously um, Ah of course but well, quickly, I thought we were going to elaborate you quickly elaborate but, then I know you've put me under this but, <laughs> no, no, but, no but listen but, I mean 12 games into the season Celtic have won 7 reigns of 1-8 mm. They're not they're, they're still going to clubs Away away and at home in Scotland And finding it difficult to beat it's, yep. I, don't, I don't think it's I agree with rocket science. I, I agree with you it is, it is getting stronger And you know, teams are, are clicking on To what they can do To, to pick up points mm. Against these teams And possibly beat them So of course it's getting stronger right, I'm a bit worried about this teaser I must admit But the, oh, the, no, the crazy po- No I'm, not, I'm worried uh, about There being too I'm, many yeah, answers too many. Oh, I'm, right. I'm around 13 myself <laughs> But the crazy ponies Usually bang on He sends loads in I'll just tell you right. so We're now going to make The question even more difficult You've just to guess Who's on his list Right Oh here we go He's just going to make it up give, All right. give me a couple more from you Lee Grant Yes Jay Rodriguez Yes Jack Cork No He's not on his list For some reason He's miles off it Is he playing in the English Premier League This season Burnley, yeah, yeah. Burnley. Mm-hmm. Shane Duffy No Matt Ritchie No Joel Ward No <laughs> Adam Lallana No Adam Lallana's on oh, the list Oh no perfect He's on the list he got on there He's on the list <laughs> Andy any of yours Ben Gibson Yep Jason Steele Yep Ryan Fredericks 
pass. <laughs> nah, he's definitely he's definitely correct. But the next one I'm actually not too sure about. So Adam Forshaw, if he's on the list. Well, or this not. is good fun, right? We'll get the rest of the um, answers next. I think maybe. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Andy Halliday are here It's 0141-951-1025 to join in And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Now at this time of the night we always get a full time teaser Which involves you sending the questions to us And the pundits trying to come up with the answers Now the Crazy Pony is one of our most regular, consistent, reliable uh, question submitters And uh, he's even Gone to a lot of hard work To come up with a question Specifically tailored Around you two And you're just telling me That he's got it all wrong Now do you know what he's good for as well See any time we question him on the show Emails me the next day And goes No 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 You're wrong Because blah, blah. So I can't wait to hear His explanations yeah. for these Because we were We thought we were looking for 13 We might now be looking for 50 72 I don't know <laughs> um, t- Former teammates Of either one of you Who've Played in this season's English Premier League uh, For Marvin you've got like Lallana um, Ben Mee, Danny Ings Jay Rodriguez, Joel Ward John McGinn, Kevin Long Lee Grant um, Andy, you get any more of your own? No Toyland <laughs> Marvin, you've got Listen we must say though Crazy Pony he's, he's, he's produced some brilliant questions He has he? I think He's allowed that... one by the week Yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. I, I just week. can't wait for it No I, I've got faith in him I'm holding on to that 1% chance That he emails me tomorrow And it's you two That are somehow no, wrong no chance. Just, And you've nah. forgotten that I, Or something's happened um, And I won't let it go um, Andy Like your beat the pundit run Your unbeaten run Eventually had to come to an end Much the same with the Jambos yep. um, At the weekend We've already had good fun Um <laughs> Analysing your part um, In the game at the weekend How much disappointment is there That that unbeaten run's gone? Yeah really disappointed I think that um, No we were on a, a stretch Of three uh, three games drawn in a row um, Within the games We felt it was if we were really unfortunate We thought it was if we'd done enough Within the games to get three points But Not at the weekend We can't have too many complaints I think the first half was Was pretty nip and tuck But all credit to Aberdeen I thought they came out in the second half Played with a lot more intensity And and we're on top for the for the, the second 45 minutes for us um, just wasn't our day mm-hmm. whether that's because there was three games in a week or, or not I'm not too sure but we can we certainly can't can't have any excuses with the with the result when Celtic draw and Dundee United lose and Hibs don't play yeah. is that a missed opportunity or is it a does it cushion the blow no I, I think you feel as if it's a missed opportunity but for us and I know it's cliche to say this but we we really aren't looking at results elsewhere we know if we we continue to pick up points and, and try and win as many games as we can then our league position at the end of the season is going to take care of itself uh, in terms of you know, I've said to you before we've got our own sort of season objective uh, behind closed doors and if we just win games then I'm sure we'll match that so it's up to us to try and get back to winning ways against a good Dundee United team at the weekend it's certainly going to be tough we've played against them before but if, if we play close to where we can, mm. we're confident. Uh, let's bring in Brian and see what he's got for us to round things off. Brian, take it away. Brian, can you hear us? Yes, yeah, sure, sir. Good Thank man, you. on you go. On you go. Hi, I'm a diehard Celtic fan, but I've been listening to the last couple of callers, and my God, these guys don't understand Scottish football or the economics of Scottish football, whereby they think teams should sort of play a system that suits Celtic and Rangers. I mean, like... 
these teams have got to gain points, the A team possibly, and the top six avoid relegation. Obviously, these, these positions mean money to these teams. Celtic Rangers, by and large, have got to find system to beat these teams. But you can't do it, and as I was actually on a couple of nights earlier, basically sort of castigating um, <coughs> Kyoto for the, the, the waiting. Okay, it was a penalty, but the theatrics to get a penalty. These teams have got to actually do it on the pitch. We can't expect other teams to play to other teams' systems to make it easier to win. These teams have got to go and use their skills, their systems to get what they need. Yeah, do you know what? For what it's worth, the guys agree with you. They've already shown that, I think, in, in some of the previous exchanges. So you're all in agreement, which seems like a nice way to, to round things off. Going ahead to tomorrow, Brian, do, do you follow that that theory then that with Ferenc Faros unlikely to, to sort of park the bus, to use that phrase, that, that can that can that suit Celtic in some sort of way? can but I think this group the danger the difference with this group and Rangers group is I think the other two teams are far superior and I think we maybe need a draw with one of the other we maybe need a draw tomorrow night with the other two teams for Celtic to have a chance to win at home in the final game. So I think Celtic have got to win tomorrow and I think they've got to go for it and go for it. I think it might be a high scoring game. Celtic 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 defence certainly improved a fair bit but Yeah I mean Andy the other results in Rangers group have in a way, they've gone Rangers' way to an extent where it's, they've not got the two teams kind of uh, running away with it at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, especially for second place, it seems it's a lot more in there right now in Rangers' group. Uh, Real Betis sitting on seven points, second place, obviously joint with Leverkusen. Mm. And you've got to say, I know it's all hindsight, but you've got to fancy Real Betis to finish with at least 10 points with Ferenc Varos at home in the in the last game. So that being said, it seems as if Celtic's game tomorrow is a must win. It is one that I do fancy them to win against. Um, I thought they were they were really, really good against Ferenc Faros at Parkhead. Really comfortable. I thought 2-0 flattered. Flattered the Hungarian side and on another day Celtic could have took 4 or 5 and you know if they carry the, the way they played over tomorrow night I do fancy them to get the 3 points which are, which will be much, much needed. Can we get two away wins tomorrow? Marvin Field coefficient. We don't mention it so much this <laughs> season because it's not been going uh, as well as it has done in previous seasons, can you can you see that? Is that a lot to ask? No, it, it, I think we can get it. I think that you know two Scottish teams can can go away tomorrow, Celtic and Rangers, and, and win both their games. I think they'll both be aiming to do that. You know, Andy's touched on earlier on in the show that, that they both need to win. They must win games, and you know that both teams will know that they need to do that. And I, I thoroughly think they will do yeah. it as well. Um, finish on a bit more of a somber note, but an important one, Andy. Um, funeral of Walter Smith today. Um, emotional point scenes. Um, in and around Ibrox as fans turned out to pay their respects it was obviously a, a kind of quiet-ish small private family funeral which is understandable there will be a memorial service to be held in due course and I know that was as a, a big Rangers fan and growing up in the area that was something that you were particularly sad to hear about last week Yeah, devastated you know, I was uh, I didn't have the fortune to, to work under him but I had the pleasure to meet him several, several times and just class personified uh, just a, a, a truly, truly great man. I would, I'd love to give you an example if we've got time. Uh, obviously, spent five years at the football club. Um, the day I left, I had a phone call from from Paul Burns. Anyone that doesn't know Paul Burns is is uh, Walter Smith's best friend. He said someone's going to phone you in a couple of minutes. Just make sure you answer. And it was a phone call for Walter Smith, and it was just a five minute phone call, but uh, something that I'll remember for for the rest of my life. And and just a fantastic well, man. Just to wish you well, thank you wish for your... well, thank me for my efforts at the football club and, and uh, you know any reference and anything that I need moving forward just to give him a call and ask and, and yeah, like I said, it, it meant the world to me and um, you know, 
obviously the Rangers family is a big family and they've lost a lost a key key member but in Scotland as well we've, we've lost one of our greats yeah well said I think we will leave it there on the, I don't even know where we got to in this teaser there was two more left you played with Asmir Begovic yes yep. we were happy with him you yep. played with Craig Cathcart played with him yeah we'll leave it there I don't know we'll be back with a bang yeah, in the future yeah. I'm sure right no Gordon and Mark Wilson tomorrow Johnny Campbell up next <laughs>